let's say you're ranting to somebody, you're going on and on and on about how you're so unhappy about something, and you expect them to like give a solution or to tell you their opinion, but they just say, oh, how does that make you feel? Well, how does that make you feel? This is Truth Pop. This is Truth Pop. With Jake and Kathy. I'm Jake. And I'm Kathy. Welcome to another episode of Truth Pop, giving you a Catholic take on faith and culture. In this podcast, we help you to live out your faith in modern day society. So today we want to talk about mindful communication and what that means and how you can apply it in your life with all conversations and all relationships you have. So in the last few episodes, we talked about mindfulness, what it means to live in the moment and just allowing your thoughts to kind of float by like clouds. Now, this can also be applied to communication. In The Mindful Catholic by Dr. Bataro, he talks about how with every conversation, there is essentially two roles, the giver and the receiver, otherwise known as the expressor and the listener. Now, most people are really good at the expressor part. They are so good at expressing their needs and their wants. But being the listener or the receiver, that's a lot harder because that involves actually shifting your attention away from your thoughts to the person who's speaking. Now, especially during heated conversations, so many thoughts may arise in your mind. And they maybe even be attached to your own memories and judgments of things. He says it's important to allow these thoughts to just kind of go through your mind, pass through like clouds, and really focus your attention on the person speaking. Some people also have difficulty being the listener because they're so busy trying to think of what they want to respond with. Now, it's not possible to pay attention to your own thoughts and the person speaking at the same time. You must focus your attention fully on the person who is expressing and be curious about what they're saying and not have that attached judgment. Empathy, tenderness, and active listening are very important components to mindful communication. Pope St. John Paul II says the essence of tenderness is the tendency to make one's own the feelings and mental states of another person. So in order to make one's own feelings of another person, you need to first know what that person's saying, receive that into yourself. And then the second part is to let them know that you feel what they're feeling, that you understand what they're going through. So this is when active listening really helps. Now, I first learned about active listening in college and it changed my life with how I communicate to people. It's pretty simple, really. It's repeating back and summarizing what that person had just said. Now, once you're able to be an effective listener, hopefully the person who has finished expressing themselves will give you that same respect and then switch roles where you can freely express yourself and they can listen mindfully to what you are saying. It's really important to mention the fact that 
a lot of this is through practice, yes. It's through learned behavior. But we really got to rely on grace from the Holy Spirit to learn how to do it in the first place. Because, yeah, I mean, our, our natural selfishness can oftentimes take over. I know that's the case for me where sometimes, like, even if you and I are talking about something, I'm I'm just thinking about, like, oh, what are you trying to say through this? Kind of, like, reading into it too much. But I think that um, it's important to look to the saints who really mastered this type of behavior. And we look at St. John Paul II, whom you quoted, and people who met St. John Paul II would say that he was so good at this. Like the Holy Spirit gave him the grace to really look you in the eye, look into your soul in a way. And when you would talk to him, people would say he made you feel like you were the only person in the world. Like he wasn't distracted by other things. He didn't have other things occupying his mind or his attention. It's as almost as if he saw the Jesus in you. And what love that must have been to like have a saint show you what that kind of love can look like and how we can really emulate that for ourselves and how it's possible. But again, we need the graces from the Holy Spirit in order to do it. Yeah, I like what you're saying that we need grace. Like we need that trust in the Holy Spirit to really help us because a lot of this wanting to think of what we're going to say that comes out of fear. Like, oh, what if I forget? I need to hold on to what I'm going to say. But if we hold on to that, we're not able to really put our focus onto that other person talking. And so we need to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to guide what we need to say. Especially in situations, I think, where there is a heated conversation, like look at how many times um, debates might happen where like a non-Catholic is confronting you on some, you know, hot button issue and immediately your walls might be coming up. There was like really good advice I heard from Patrick Madrid. He's a Catholic apologist. And One of the first things he said I think is super important. He said, one, you don't have to look at them as the enemy per se. I mean, yeah, we have the real enemy, which is Satan. And Satan could be influencing them to think of something that's not the truth. However, this person is not the true enemy. So I think that's one way to really get the walls down a little bit. And then the second point is when you're facing those difficult confrontational scenarios, one thing that has often helped a lot of people is don't be put on the defensive. You know, you don't have to be pigeonholed. Instead, what you can do is just say, hey, I want to ask you a question first. Like, you know, you asked me a question, but I want to ask you, why do you think this way? Or what led you to believe this way? You know, asking questions is a really good way to help draw out more of a response from them and maybe help them to understand where they're coming from or you know maybe they're coming from a standpoint that's not true and and by asking questions you're able to dig deeper and again you don't have to feel like okay like i i gotta get defensive here i gotta raise my voice if anything it's just diffusing the tension and it's bringing about more of a civil conversation it's really just between two people who are trying to understand a deeper sense of truth and what it really is yeah that actually reminds me of a situation in college I was at the March for Life with one of my friends and we saw a couple people who were holding pro-choice signs and my friend and I decided to go up to them and the Holy Spirit inspired me just to start talking to one of the girls and ask her where she's from. And it was just this really friendly conversation, even though it was clear that we were on two different sides. It was just 
all the tension was gone. And my friend asked one of the girls, so why do you believe what you believe? Why are you pro-choice? And the girl was able to share a story about how in grade school she was raped and it was so humiliating to her that if she were to become pregnant, that she would want that right to abortion. And then she asked both of us, why are you pro-life? And we were able to share our reasons for being pro-life. So it was a really cool moment of, you know, a time where there's usually extreme tension where we were able to just listen and also share what we believed. It sounded like she really needed to be heard. It sounded like she needed to be seen. And could it be possible that a lot of people in our culture right now they might think that, oh, we as Catholics hate them. They're like, oh, if you disagree with me, you hate me. But obviously that's not true. And Kathy, I think you sharing that story is like a reminder for me that sometimes it's not necessarily going to be that we change someone's opinion on the spot. It's not necessarily going to be that we're able to convince them that, no, this is true. Sometimes I think it's a matter of just listening to them showing them that love and compassion that they're first of all looking for? And could it be that you plant that seed in their hearts to show, okay, I heard your story. Thank you for sharing your story. And just introducing the love of Jesus into their hearts, maybe opening their hearts just to crack so that maybe down the road, they're more open to hearing a pro-life message. They're more open to hearing the truth because of the fact that you gave them that opportunity to speak, then they were able to have the grace to listen when it was their time to listen. This is Truth Pop.